Welcome to Quantum Copy Cafe. I'm Lara, your storyteller and guide. I'm here to give you the practical marketing and copywriting tools that you need to build a radiant business that serves the world with grace and love. It's time to unveil the organic opulence that lies at the heart of your authentic story. This is a space of transformation and iridescence where you are called to remember your true self, true worth, and true capabilities. This is it, the business podcast for the holistic entrepreneur. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Quantum Copy Cafe. It's really cool that we get to hang out again and dive into a really juicy topic, which I am so passionate about talking about. I think I could talk about it until the cows come home, and that is the idea of quantum sales. So today I want to speak through a really simple five-step process that I have implemented within my own business. It has really become my secret sauce and has enabled you to find yours. And to be honest, this is a tried and tested method. It's something that I have used for a couple of years now. And it's the method that I used to go from barely scraping by to hitting six-figure consecutive months. Um, The reason why I want to share this with you is because it is really empowering. It is really about empowering you to find out what is your soul's purpose, what your business is aligned with, what it's not aligned with, and then marketing and planning out your sales campaigns according to that. All right. So to get started, we're going to start with the first step. And it's something that I always, always recommend we start with before we do any sort of copywriting, whether it's websites, sales funnels, any type of marketing plan, we always, always, always start with the soul piece. And what I mean by that is really leaning into and softening into what you are meant to be doing here in this world, how you are encoded to show up, what your unique gifts are, what your sacred gifts are, and how those are meant to be shared with the world. So I really and thoroughly believe that we need to be utilizing all the tools that are now available to us. I mean, there's gene keys, there's human design, there's natal charts, there's numerology, there's plant medicine, there's meditation, yoga. There are so many ways in which we are able to access our internal worlds. And when we become a lot more aware of what's happening inside of us and how we are meant to soften into the being that we are, it's like we stop doing as much and we stop trying to just force things. You know, it's when everything falls silent and we're no longer trying to copy paste every marketing campaign or every like sales technique we see on Instagram, you know, every piece of advice that we've been given about what we should be doing and how we should be marketing and how we should be selling. All of that falls away and you get to listen to the soft inner voice that is just so powerful and is just waiting for you to tap into it. So that is the first thing. And that is why this year I launched the Business Energetic Blueprint. And this has become the foundational step that I use before I start creating any type of brand voice. So I always believe in mapping out the brand energetics, the founder energetics, seeing how the tone, the tempo, and the phraseology wants to present itself, and then moving forward and creating the voice and looking at the customer avatar and the brand avatar. It has become such a powerful step that I actually cannot do with that because it has brought so much depth into my world into my clients world it's given them such an insightful 
way of seeing their brand and their business and how it shows up in the world. And it's really enabled them to have the confidence that they need to step forward. Right. So we always start with that. After that, we move into service or sacred service, as I call it. And the biggest key to quantum selling that I have seen is not just having your why for running your business, right? Which is your, I guess your, <laughs> some people call it selfish. Some people call it personal. It's just, it's that why that is important to you. So why did you start your business? For most people, it's to be, have that freedom to be able to write their own paycheck, that freedom to be able to work from anywhere, that freedom to be able to decide what times you're going to be working, what times you're going to be logging off. It's having the choices and being empowered enough to make those choices for yourself, right? But I always believe in taking a brand and a business beyond that. So what is another why, a deeper why that is for the collective and is for the planet and for humanity? And I found that when you have a deeper why and an anchor point for the energy for whatever you're wanting to manifest, whether it's, you know, finances, whether it's freedom, whatever the case is, when you have a deeper why, it allows the universe, the space to flood in, right? So you don't have to do all the work. The universe comes in and does the other half, and that takes a lot of the pressure off. So I believe that your business is, it's you know, it's a love letter to the world. Someone once said that to me, and I, I agree with that and believe it. So how are you writing your love letter? What is the purpose of your love letter? How are you helping people, serving them, helping to heal them, helping to find them to find maybe solitude or wholeness within themselves? How are you helping them move away from their pain and towards pleasure? So it really comes back to anchoring in and grounding in and finding out why you are of service to people, right? And that's a big one, a big, big one. And I'm not saying a superficial way of service where you're just going to be, you know, handing over money to charity. It really comes with understanding your blueprint for existence. So for instance, at the middle of my Gene Keys profile in my Pearl sequence, the the whole reason why money and finances come into my space and into my world is because I have charity right there in the center of, of how I make money. And when I saw that, it was so empowering to me because that is literally what lights me up. I love giving money away. I love helping people. I love empowering people. I love building them up. And true as Bob, if there's someone that needs assistance, I want to empower them and I want to assist. So having the resources and the finances for that is just something that absolutely lights me up and I can feel that money flows into my space so that I can help others. So understanding that that was in my blueprint was very, very empowering for me because then I know that it's meant to be, right? And the idea of service also moves beyond this having a why. The idea of service can also be brought into your sales strategy. Right, Because when you understand that you have something of genuine value, of tangible value that you are offering up into the world that is really going to equip people, that is going to build them up, empower them, really take them from you know their pain points or their struggle points and give them the transformation that they're looking for, that is, it's uh, just being able to communicate that feeling is so, so empowering, so empowering, right? So 
to understand that you are here to be of service. And when you are completely in flow with that service, the finances and the money that comes from that, it's it's owed to you. It's worth it. It's, it's it is your sacred exchange for offering up your services to the world. And then once we have built out the soul piece and the service piece, and obviously there are practical tools, there are questions, there are cheat sheets, there's so many ways that we can do this and it's a process that we work through. But once you've taken those two first steps, we move into the third step, which is one of my favorites, storytelling. Right, so... The idea of magnetic marketing is people people don't respond very well to facts, figures, data points. I mean, they do, and those are kind of like the the sidekicks that help to build up and hold up the hero piece of content. But your hero piece of content is always going to be based on a story, right? Because as buyers, buyers make emotional decisions, right? Not a lot of buying decisions are based on logic. And stories are one of the age-old principles that we have used for centuries, right? It's how we understand the world. It's how we understand how we fit into the world. It's how we make choices. It's how we can, like, if you can tell a powerful story, people will be able to see whether or not you'll be able to fit into their world or not, right? And I see this so much with brands that are struggling with content marketing in the sense that they don't hero the customer experience, right? They hero the brand. They speak about I a lot and me a lot and what I've achieved and what I've done. And a lot of the time when a customer or a client hops onto your, whether it's your Instagram page or your Pinterest page, they're reading a newsletter or they're listening to a blog or a podcast, they don't want to hear about you all the time. Like that's great for you, but they want to hear about themselves. They want to hear about where they're at. They want to know that you understand them, that you feel into them, that you're able to help them reach their desires. You know, they want to know that you actually understand what their desires are because a lot of the time our wants or our needs are unconscious and we're not even sure of what we need or what we want. So storytelling is a really great way to do that. And that's when it comes into building a powerful brand voice and a powerful brand story that showcases where you've been, why you've had like the why you have the credibility to be able to help them, obviously from the lens of them, not from you. And, you know, creating a powerful like glossary phraseology that is so unique to you and your brand, words that you can continuously refer back to, which help to create brand awareness, brand loyalty, you know, all those things where if someone reads a piece of content, they'll be able to know, okay, this is this brand, this is what they sound like, this is how they speak, I know what's going on here. So once you've got your soul piece maps out, it's so important to go back and to then integrate that into your brand voice and into your brand story. And I'll give you an example. So for instance, when we're mapping out a a natal chart, you can tell which of the elements is present within the brand, right? So say, for instance, if you have more fire within your brand, that brand would be quite spicy and quite transformative and would be like a catalyst for change and for transformation and would get people moving and shaking and grooving. And that brand could have quite a quick tone, you know, with shorter sentences and the cadence might be a little bit shorter and their vocab might be a little bit less advanced. You know, they could even have a little bit of a, a swearing culture in there or really make bold statements that get them noticed. 
Whereas a brand that was maybe a little bit more earthy would be grounded and nurturing. It might take concepts such as, let's use energy healing, for example, or frequency activation, something that is so out there and it would ground them with words and with terms and with you know, sentences that convey the meaning in such a loving way that you're like, hell yes, I need this. You know, even if, you know, you don't understand exactly what it entails, you will feel so safe to step into that brand's world. So it's really about taking the energetics of the business that you have mapped out and then implementing it into the brand story. And I feel like that is what creates a brand story that can last for years and years a brand story that enables you to truly stand out and to know that you are telling a story that is just so unique. You know, you're not trying to copy everyone else out there. You've really found your own unique groove and you know what you stand for and you know what you're expressing and you know how you're helping people and why you're helping people. Okay, so that is step number three. And obviously I'm going over this in a very basic, basic sense. There is a clear process for this, which I'll mention just now, but it is right now I'm just kind of briefing over it. All right. The next thing we're going to be looking at is strategy. So having or not having, should I say, a marketing strategy is kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it will stick, you know, and that's kind of what we get into when we're in that content creation spin, you know, we're just creating content, creating content, putting it out there, showing up on stories for the sake of showing up on stories. We think that more is more, but where the industry is at the moment, especially with the introduction of AI, is that it is so noisy. There is a lot of watered down, wishy-washy content out there, and you do not want your brand to be lumped in with that, right? I don't want that for you. You don't want that for you. I don't think anyone wants that for you. So we're going to figure out a way around that. The even content buckets. So to say you need, you know, four content pieces like topics and you're going to speak to them every week and build that out. I found that that does work, but it also doesn't work, especially if you have a diverse collection of products and services. If you offer one product or one service, so say for instance, you offer business coaching and that's what you do that would work. But if you offer, you know, an e-commerce functionality and a coaching package and a customized one-on-one premium package, it's going, it's not going to speak to all those pieces, right? Especially when you have your sales targets in mind. So what we then do is we build out a strategy where you are going to be able to look at the year ahead. You're going to be able to see what you're launching in each quarter, what your finance goals are, and then build your content out backwards from there, right? So the content becomes the support network and the support for the actual sales. And that's how we can begin to actually track conversions and measure conversions and know that our content is working for us and that we're not just, you know, trying everything that we can. Right. So having a solid strategy of, you know, what are my next steps for the next year? It is so, so vital. And what most people don't realize, and I've seen it a lot um, working with my clients who have launched things and felt that their launches have just been an absolute flop, right? And that in itself is so triggering. It's so triggering to the nervous system because it's very vulnerable to put something out there 
and to share something with the world and then to have no one buy from you, right? It's a very tender space. So we want to avoid that, right? We really want to create a pathway where people know what you sell, they know what's coming up and you prime them, right? So most marketing campaigns, say for instance, if you're going to be launching a new product come July, you would be already priming your audience by April, dropping hints, showing that you're an expert about it, speaking to the various, you know, limitations that they might have, the limiting beliefs of why they don't need something. You're going to be priming them and teaching them why they need something like that. You might be creating a sales sequence where they get a really cool freebie, which is the lead magnet, which then gets them into the top of your funnel so that by the time you launch, they're already part of your intimate network, like your email list, and then they're getting your direct emails, right? So this is the this is the power of a strategic sales funnel, right? It has the end goal in mind and it's working towards that goal. And I mean, I've been doing this for a very long time and I can honestly say that it took me a really long time to actually get this because there was so much out there on socials that said you needed to show up at least three times a week on Instagram. You needed to be doing reels. You need to be in carousels. Okay, carousels are performing better than statics. Only do carousels. There, there were so many rules. And when you actually build out a holistic strategy, you'll see that Instagram and social media is just a tiny, tiny piece of an, like an entire strategy. So why do we spend so much time? And I know I did this for a lot of my career, spending so much time on Instagram, analyzing everything to the T. And I mean, obviously, you want to be on top of your insights. You want to be able to read the data so you can make informed decisions. But micro-analyzing it and kind of just lingering on the platform, hoping that someone will slide into your DMs and you're going to get a request for a service, that's not how to build a sustainable business, right? So that leads to the last point, which is sales. Sales, sales, sales. I love sales. I love building out strategic sales funnels right from the lead magnets through the email journey and to the sales page. It's something I'm so passionate about. And I also know that it's something that can seem quite elusive and quite scary. So when taking my clients through this process, I teach them from point A to point B to point C all the way to the end, how to build out a sales funnel. So I'll go through everything right through to the tech. There's so many different products out there and to choose I mean, it can seem a little bit overwhelming. You know, there's Kajabi, there's Katara, there's Thrivecard if you're wanting to host um, courses or, you know, programs. There's MailChimp, there's Flowdesk, there's ConvertKit for email newsletters and landing pages. There is WordPress and Squarespace and ShowIt and so many like hosting services for websites. So really diving into the tech and what is going to work for you and your business, it's such an important step. So with all of that being said, this is a process that I have put together over the last couple of years, right? I've been working with international business coaches, just learning, refining knowledge, getting really clear on what is working for where we are right now and what has worked in the past, but is no longer serving us. And come end of February 2024, I'm going to be launching my first group program called Simply Iridescent, 
where I will be taking a small group of women through this process step by step by step. This is a white glove, high touch container, so limited seats are available. And I am running an early bird special for that at the moment, which is really exciting. So I haven't officially launched yet. This is going to be the launch episode for that. But doors are open. There are already four seats that have been claimed and there are a couple more left. So if this is a process that you feel 100% in your body aligned and it's a whole yes through every cell, then please do send out an email to us. I'm going to list our email address below and we would love to hear from you. We would love to have you a part of this. We will be happy to send over all the details and also, we are running free clarity calls. So if you've got any questions about the process, hop on a call. It'll be so great to meet you and to chat through this with you. And yeah, we are looking forward to seeing how 2024 unfolds. The word that keeps popping up for 2024 is resilience. So yeah, bring that into your business. So until next week, thank you for being here again. It was so great to hang out and I will chat to you soon. All my love.